to the Heads Up Podcast. I am Jason Rogers, the head of school of Rundle College Society, and I'll be your host for this season's episode. With each new podcast, we hope to explore interesting topics relating to Rundle College student, faculty, and parent life. This season, you'll hear interviews with faculty, parents, alumni, students, and educational experts. Each episode will aim to provide an insight and context to the happenings in and around our community. Thank you for joining me and everybody in the Rumble College Society on this journey, and I hope you enjoy this Rumble experience. Welcome back to the Heads Up. On today's show, I'm looking forward to launching a new edition of our show called Talking Heads. In the Talking Heads segment, I look forward to talking to heads of school from across Canada and potentially around the world about important topics to them and to their schools. In the first series of shows, we'll talk to heads such as Hal Hannaford from Selwyn House, Martha Perry from St. Clements, and Mr. James Lee from the Rosedale Day School. So without any further ado, let's just jump right into the interview with Mr. Hal Hannaford from Selwyn House. All right, welcome back to the Heads Up. I'm sitting here with Hal Hannaford at the Case Heads and Chairs Conference. For those of you who are unaware of who Hal is, he's the most senior head of school in all of Canada and currently the head of school at Selwyn House and I'm happy to call him a great friend and great mentor and so I couldn't be more thrilled that I'm opening today's program with question to him. So Hal, uh, I intend to ask as many headmasters will talk to me uh, this question and the question is what makes an excellent school? Well, Jason, <laughs> always always nice to be here. I'm glad you I'm glad you're starting off with really sort of simple questions that just require a uh, oh, for sure, for sure. <laughs> yeah, a, a if you can just answer it for me, simple little answer. I don't have to do any more editing of this research or editing. <laughs> no, 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 I, I, I'm with you. All right, so I, I I have a little definition. So my my definition of an excellent school would be an excellent school that uh, that focus completely on becoming a relational school. So where the whole right. value of relationships becomes at the foremost, foremost uh, it, it just is upfront. It's just the thing that people put the greatest priority on is developing solid relationships, and then you can expand on that. But it's a school also that celebrates the glory of education, and the glory of education is defined as being a, a situation, a glory of education is when you can take a D student mm -hmm. and occasionally, occasionally turn him or her into a B student. That right. is the glory of education. Now that's not something that many of us are, are very good at marketing because yep. that doesn't market very well. But I think in the future it will. But that's truly excellent. Mediocre schools take in great students right. and the great students leave despite everything they do. So right. there's nothing really to do about that. It just is remaining mediocre. Whereas great schools actually really move around. Now, that's also interesting because if you study the research, high-end high -end students perform at an even higher level if they are exposed to those that have their difficulty. And difficulty can be sort of on a mental spectrum, it could be people on the spectrum, but it's also from a behavioral and attitudinal point of view, from an academic point of view, you got to see the struggles and you got to see people overcome the struggles and that is, is purely inspirational. So your relational school, you celebrate what I describe as the glory of education and then as, as, as strategic importance you put as the number one strategic priority is the development of a vibrant, cohesive 
progressive faculty culture. Right. So understanding that that teachers are everything. Yep. And you can call it teachers and staff or faculty and staff, whatever you want, that human capital that's in there. But they, but they are so crucial to the success of the school that all effort must be directed towards them. Now, look, the research is all, you know, I can say all this thing and the research will catch up with me, but the reality is I think that's really proven to be true. So little things, it's not that other things are unimportant, it's just they're not as important as all that. That's right. All right, so, and I, and look, I will, um, when you understand that, if I, if I could be as bold as just to focus on boys for a minute, if you look at a boy, a boy responds, and this is, although it's danger of being a generalization, this is a really important generalization. Mm-hmm. A boy will respond to two things, or wants two things from a teacher. You know, yep. A boy wants a relationship, and a boy wants passion. Right. And if a boy doesn't have those things, it's not that a boy won't learn, it's that a boy will refuse to learn. For sure. And girls are different. Girls, girls would love a relationship and value that, and certainly appreciate passion. But they have the overall maturity development to be able to survive without that and that they will get it from each other in other senses. So look, it comes down to still the development of relationships. You become a relational school in all you do. You celebrate the glory of education. You put a huge focus on faculty of education. And that to me is is when you're on your way to greatness. Super. I think a comment and then a follow-up question. So the first is a comment. And those in our Rundle community will know of Dr. Conklin's speech about the extraordinary mission of Rundle College. And in that speech, he states, we take more pride in moving a student from 50 to 70 than from 90 to 95. And I think it falls right in line with what you're talking about here. Then he was a glory of education guy, period. And that, that I think, is incredibly progressive. Thank you. And I, I know we adhere to that. I think the second piece is at this conference, we're talking about what differentiates great schools or what's our differentiator. And um, one of the things that keeps coming forward is relationship is a differentiator. And then we hear on the flip side of that the technology is moving to a almost a remote model of education. I guess my question for you, Hal, as a follow up around relationship is do you believe in the future technology can replace? that relationship that we have with our students yeah well I mean obviously I'm skeptical I I, I just don't believe that yeah I don't I, I it, it, it will always be just a tool I just can't see anything replacing that I think as long as there is the human need there will be there will be a need for people to be known to feel part of a community to want to want to feel that they're valued members to feel that they're actually loved that they're really cared for that they can make mistakes that they're going to be nurtured that they're going to be built up I, I always think that is going to be the essence of that yes and so technology becomes almost an irrelevancy in terms of in terms of that model and again it's not that it's unimportant and we must learn to embrace it but I mean we all know that 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 creating that environment where 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 anyone can excel people excel on their own that's right they, they, they have their own inner confidence and ability to just be inspired to go on it's, it's like that old question is my job I'm a French teacher is my job to teach French or is my job to inspire students to want to learn French that's right and uh, I think this that that's just really important so I and I also think that competitively all these low-cost models that are coming in are low-cost for a certain reason they're not going to rely on human capital to really provide all the things that are absolutely crucial to uh, to developing to uh, just to developing what really really matters so look I'll, I'll, I'll even go on, on, on from another tact is we're, we're way better now at studying success and and 
whatever the outcome is. People talk about graduate profiles and all that. But the, but but without sounding too cornery or surreal, the reality is we just want to produce graduates that, that are going to be happy and they know how to be happy. You got it. And so, okay, so I find that that can be different, the concept, but I think you can break it down. As, and as far as I can tell, happiness seems to be a function of your family and your friendships and then your ability to embrace kindness. And then happiness is the, is the route to success, which goes on. It so all comes it, back to relationships. Well, then it all comes back to relationships. But, yep. but, but I mean, what, think about schools. What are we doing to support family structures in schools? What are we doing to, to, to promote the real value of friendships and the value of developing friendships and understanding that it's a real work and, and going from there? And then how are we prom- promoting that whole kindness element? So you think, okay, well, if that's, the, if that's the precursor to success, we better focus on that in order to make sure that we're going to be successful. And then you can provide the tools. But I think we all know. I mean, even Maslow taught us that if we create, it's a hierarchy, if we create, <laughs> totally right. yeah. if we create the needs, if we create everything that, that, that provides the environment where, where, where people feel safe, they're physiologically looked after, they feel safe, they, they feel that they belong to a community, they're, they're properly motivated in that regard, that they do have a purpose and value, well, then the learning is going to be, it, it's just going to go on, it's just going to flow, it's just going to be so easy because everybody is really inspired. And the great schools do not bypass that component. And look, curriculum, pedagogy, assessment, all those things, they add to it. But if if that the approach is directed towards that level without looking at all the other things, I think at the very most you become very mediocre. I agree. And let's face it, what do we know? Good kids yep. do well no matter where they go to school. We know that it really doesn't matter where you go to university. It matters how you learn to engage at university. And where do you learn about engagement? Through your family, through your school, supporting, about throwing it all in. So this is, and and from a competitive point of view, which is why, of course, the size of a school has such a big impact on where you ever want a merger. And as you get to be a larger school, the, the strategy must be to try to break it down into smaller units so that relationship becomes of the utmost of importance. And that, to me, is greatness. All I can say, Hal, is that um, I'm happy that you're retiring. Because <laughs> if you weren't, I'm afraid my job would be in jeopardy. You're talking <laughs> yeah, exactly I don't think so. <laughs> on I don't our boards. So. so I really appreciate taking the time today. Oh, and uh, uh, Always a pleasure. Thanks for the moment. All right. Yeah. Thank you, Jason.